Welcome back to another episode of Dream Team where we get one of our players or ex-players to select their all-time 1-11 to and today we've got Tommy Kenton with us. So, quick little introduction to you Tom, when did you stop playing for the club? Um, it was about five five years ago, um, wasn't due to any, I, mean, I, I had to move away for work so um, a bit gay to be honest, we had the uh, been a lot of things to think about at the time and to be honest the cricket cricket club and leaving the club was one of the hardest uh, things for me so you know forget the uh, the wife and the, the kids and stuff like that and the, the cricket was the uh, the sort of hardest thing to leave to be honest. Okay let's take you back to when you started when was your first game for the club can you remember? I remember I think I was 14 um, I was Playing in the under 15s at the time, and I can't remember who was captain, but it was a game, and I think I scored two, and I got given out LBW, and I was sort of, uh, you know, a bit gutted about that. Obviously, you're never out, are you? But, um, but yeah, <laughs> so I got two, um, and, I, and I also remember that game. We batted on, so we 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 oh, played our 52 overs, and we batted on, and. Uh, and one of the things I remember is that we batted on for about five overs, so it was it was quite pointless. But um, you know, as a kid, like as a hell of a long time to sit and watch the game and been out for two. But what I will say is, I remember my second game where I got seventy odd against Penfleet, uh, so that was more memorable. Obviously, in the fourth team again, um, and I was quickly moved up to the, the third team after that knock. So. It was a, uh, yeah, sort of an in and out job really at that age. Never looked back. <laughs> okay, so we got the introduction right. Let's go for your one to eleven. Um, who are you chucking out to open? Who are your two openers? So for for my opening batsman, uh, I've gone for Ian Heiser. Now um, Ian actually opened the batting a lot with me when I was captain of the second team. Um, obviously an experienced player, been first team captain for years and years and years and I just just enjoyed opening with him really. Obviously me and him are sort of similar styles, we like to hit the ball and I just felt it just, you know, sometimes when we open together it, it just, we got off on the, you know, on the right foot, we, we, we took it to teams and if the ball was there to hit, he would hit it and you know, for me, it's a good aggressive way of, of playing cricket and he, he liked that. Obviously, in the field, he was brilliant, you know, helping me along, captaining. Um, and just, just just his general knowledge all round, really. There, there was some mad ideas at times, um, but, you know, we give it a go and, and the way the way the sort of the second team was at that moment in time, a lot of things came off. For us, and it was it was sort of good time. So, Ian, also left arm spinning option, um, yeah, very good spinner, a va valuable member to the to the side. So yeah, Ian, the sort of opening batsman, stroke pinch hitter. Yeah, always get you off to a quick start, which is always handy. And who are you sending him out with? Uh, Newman Khan. Now Newman's almost the sort of opposite. I say I've always opened a lot with Ian. 
Um, but Newman Khan, solid, always loves playing cricket. You know, he, he sort of almost looks like he's not bothered at all. But every time he sort of goes out there, he would he would give his all. He would never throw his wicket away. And, you know, if it's Saturday, Sunday, midweek, you, Newman just loved batting. And, and you know, he, he, he would play himself in. I've seen him score sort of a 50 of sort of 30 overs and then get the other 50 to, to get to his 100 within 20 balls. You know, he, he was he was that sort of player. Once he was in, he was in. And, you know, he, he used to just smash the ball everywhere. And I, I remember watching him at, um, at Colchester when in the first team, I think it was a cup game. And Newman, you know, with a good bowling attack, I remember him just smashing their opening quick bowler back over his head for six. And it was just like, the guy's class. He's been around for years, and and arguably one, it'd, it'd be in sort of anyone's top top eleven in this club, to be honest. Not one for running, Newman, though, was he? No, he wasn't. But you know, in them, in you know, in the early overs, fields up. If he crashes a ball through for for four, a couple of times, you know, you're up with the run rate. Obviously, he's opening with Ian. He's in no hurry. Ian's at the other end, sort of chipping away, going over the top. Sort of taking the game to them, so yeah, you know, class, class opening, Louis. Yeah, solid, win. absolutely solid opening batsman. Yeah, so it's just guaranteed runs. Yeah, just I would say so. Yeah, yeah, done it at all levels. Been a club man for years. So he's had a had a few few ventures to other clubs, but you know at that sort of level, when you when you're performing well, there's always other clubs sniffing around and. You know, he got um, enticed by a few in the past, but he's always ended up back at Southend and we're sort of grateful to have him. So, he yeah. uh, he gets in my side. Great pair to open with. So, okay, so three and four, who are you going for? Who's going three? So, number three is Kevin Grant. And obviously, he he did open a fair amount for, for uh, my side. See, all these players, the majority of my team are players that I've played with and sort of, and sort of done well for me as a captain and and stuff like that. So Kevin Kevin's batting at three, and he's he's a bit of a safety net really. Uh, obviously, Ian likes to likes to sort of tee off and get to a quick start. But if he if he doesn't and he gets out quickly, you know, then we've got Kevin Grant to come in. So uh, you know, him and Newman could almost act as the the opening partnership if Ian goes, and if not, you know, Kev's the sort of player that could sort of. He can bat to any circumstances, really, and um, and also one of the best bats. If if you're chasing a total, um, you know he, he's not phased by. You know we got we're chasing two seventy here. He just go about his business, and and it it he just absolutely churns out runs. And you know again for since uh, since the merger with Echo, been a valuable valuable member of the club. Yeah. He must be a captain's dream because you you just know you've got seven hundred runs for a season with yeah. Kev, don't you? So yeah, it's, absolutely. It's and, one uh, thing you haven't got to worry about: send him out and you see him at tea, pretty much. Yeah, can't go wrong yeah. there. So. Yeah, and again, another person would never throw his wicket away. If it goes a bit tough, he just knows to battle through there. Obviously, it comes with experience. He's played high level for a long, long time, and you know, for me, as as a young captain when I was another sort of person that I can sort of turn to if, you know, what do you think I should do here, Kev? Sometimes you'll even throw him the ball and just go, go on, you know, have a ball. He's, he's taken some, taken many a wicket for me just at the spare of the moment if we, you know, nothing much is going on and, and 
you know, again, another one of them players who can sort of do a bit of everything. He's even kept wicket for me a few times. Yeah, um, it's frustrating. It's annoying players like that, isn't it? They like say, does Kev, anything you want him to do, he just does it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not yeah. fair enough for me and you know, in, the, in, the, in the second team as well, you, you know, you get a call off in the first team, you lose a player. So, you know, if a keeper goes up, you're sort of stuck. If a bowler goes up, you're stuck, you know. So Kev, Kev was there to bowl, bat, field, he'll do everything. So, again, great clubman and a valuable member of my team. Okay, uh, number four. So number four is a, it's a bit of a different one. There's a, it's a bit of a story behind it, really. Um, I've gone for Dave Alcock. Okay. And, you know, obviously he hasn't been around the club for a, for a few years. I think not even since the merger. But um, obviously I've been at the club for years and years and years. My dad played for the club before me. So in the, um, in the year, my early years, really, before I played, I'd just be put on the sideline basically and, and made to watch cricket. I'd be around the cricket club all day. And one of the players that used to sort of play for the second team with my dad was Dave Alcock. And I, and I don't even know why, but it, it was just one of the, he, he scored runs, he took wickets. He was just, he was just an all round good guy. And, and, you know, you don't even know why you idolise people at times. He, he was just one of these people. I think he scored like, scored good runs. He was a decent bat. And, and, I just remember when I was growing up just thinking Dave Alcock is a, a class player and you know it was before times where you're watching t a lot of TV really with cricket on it so I could never turn on Sky Sports News and there'd be cricket on there all day there's no IPL or anything like that so my my cricket fix would be at the weekend watching my, watching my dad and watching Southend sort of play and obviously if anyone knows my dad he's a sort of an opening bat who blocks it a lot he plays a cut shot, the dab shot, and, you know, pretty much the opposite of me, pretty much. So I couldn't really idolise my dad in sort of cricketing <laughs> terms, you know, in, in other walks of life, yes, absolutely. But in cricketing terms, you know, when it comes to cricket, I didn't want to be like my dad. I didn't want to be the boring opening batsman who, who got sort of the 50 every week and then, you know, but took a long time. I wanted to be the person and sort of Dave all got just sort of stuck in my mind as, as, Personally, it was it was great at, when I was a young young lad. That's a good choice. So Dave would have been one of your influences growing up around that time. So who else were the other sort of senior players in the twos when you were coming through? Was that the Porters? Yes. Yeah, so um, when my dad obviously played second team, I think Dave was sort of in the first team. We had, we had Craig Porter. We had um, Ben Wotham's dad, obviously Steve, and. Um, so the, the cricket club was in a good place. All all lovely fellas. We had a cricket tour going, and obviously going down to Devon for fifty odd years. You know, we had we had a great great atmosphere around the club at them times. I, I thoroughly enjoyed my my you know my childhood growing up around the club, and you know, and so as as a sort of older member of the club now. You know, you, you never know who's sort of watching you for, as a kid and, and little sort of gestures you're doing and who's watching you on the pitch. And, and, you know, some of the young lads growing up now and young young girls might be watching the second team and the first team thinking, God, he's, you know, he's a good player. And they might truly believe he's a good player, even though he might not believe it himself, you know. So, um, you know, 
there was there was some great 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 players at, at that time that I I believe myself. You know, they might not think it themselves now, but you know, at that, at that point, um, we had um, Rupert and Simon Duke. Rupert was a quick bowler. Simon Duke was a batsman. He used to just hit the ball everywhere, and it was it was um, and Simon Humby used to open the batting with my dad. So there was there was some memorable names there throughout the club. Obviously, yeah. a lot of these sort of the newer people wouldn't sort of remember those names, but at that time, you know, watching watching my dad play and watching the second team, the first team, it was it was sort of good 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 times growing up. Yeah, great great sort of people to learn off as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, okay. definitely. So it's coming on to your middle order. Who's fine? Yes. So it's coming sort of to a bit of a modern era now. Obviously, Ben Waffen is my number five. Arguably one of the one of the best players the clubs ever had. Um, should have should have done a lot more with his cricketing ability. Um, and at number five, totally imbalances my side really. But I think that's something that Waffen's done his whole career as well. Because obviously he's a he's an opening batsman as well, and uh, sorry, opening bowler as well. Yeah. So uh, he he takes a middle order. He takes a new ball as well. Um, Class bowler, always takes wickets, line and length, top of off. It, you know, Waffen's always on the mark. Nice bit of pace, nice bit of height. He's he's a trouble for anyone at sort of our sort of level. So he's a and also you know he's a good guy in the in the in the clubhouse and in the bar as well. One of the few blokes who's the most opposite on and off the pitch. Lovely bloke yeah. on the, off the pitch, on the pitch, white line fever. Yeah, horrible, horrible man. But he, he gets into the game, and and again, you know, as as a captain, he 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 played a few times when I was captain of the second team, when he was sort of coming back for injury and stuff like that. And he and you know, you have to sort of pull him back a few times. But ultimately, when he's bowling, you want to let him go because because he's got a bit of a reputation around the sort of the circuit. You know, you want to use that to your advantage. So you want Waffen fired up. You want him being horrible to the batsman. You, you know, you want all that sort of aggression, and it wins your games at the end of the day. No, that's you can't, can't, can't not pick Ben. I think. Okay, so six, six. I have gone for myself, so I've, I've slipped myself in there at six, and just thought, you know, I, I did used to open the batting. I used to bat three, and and then since I was sort of become captain, I. I turned into a bit of an all-rounder. I'd have a bit of a bowl, and and you know, mainly due to circumstances. Really, we 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 lost a few spinners. We had to um, put a few players up, a few players down, and and I ended up bowling a fair few overs of spin. Took a took a fair few wickets, but also like the fact it's sort of in the middle order, you can sort of dictate what's going on a little bit more. You know, but you know, I, I sort of. I believe in sort of my ability at that level, and and I like to sort of see the see the side home, if you know what I mean. Um, and also a bit of peace of mind for say the, the the batsman batting ahead of you that we have got a bit of depth in the in the batting lineup, and and I was quite I like to be quite flexible. So even if I was sort of putting myself down a six, and I sort of weren't ready, you know, someone else can go in. We serve um, John Petch, who. I think he, he only scored a, you know a, a few runs once or twice as a as a batsman. He was a bowler ultimately. He would always sort of end up up the order just just to give it a hit and and you know 
just the flexibility in the in, in the batting order. I think you know for myself, I can come in, hit a few at the end, or I can sort of stay there if I need to. You know, I'm I'm sort of happy to do sort of either role really. So, so just in this team though, you're playing as a batsman and an off spinner because well, in the late in in the late 2008-2009, I think you went from a keeper. You opened the bowling, bowling seam, and it changed every year what you were. And you sort of settled on this mid-order batter who bowls a bit of tweak, as you would call it. I yeah. remember times you were the white Chris Gale, correct? <laughs> yeah, I've been been known as that. I've been known as uh, the the fat Dilshan um, for my for my tendencies to get down on my knee and sweep the ball all the time. Um, but yeah, I mean. When when we were going, the club was going through a bit of a uh, bit of a crisis, and we sort of lost the clubhouse, and and we lost a hell of a lot of players. We all sort of had to dig in, and and that's when I actually opened the bowling bowling seam, and um, yeah. and I, I think at the start of the season, I just identified we didn't have anyone bowl, we didn't have any sort of seam bowlers. So you know, you have a sort of a laugh and a joke about it, but. I think at the time I just I did a job. I just trundled in, bowled a bowled a bit of seam, and um, and yeah, we did pretty poorly if I'm honest. But it wasn't, it wasn't the worst seam, grudgingly. No, no, no I used to get a, used to get a bit of shape, and you know, prize a, a few wickets. But you got to remember that time we were we were playing the lowest league. You know, we were yeah. we're in Division Three, um, so. You know the the standard wasn't great, and I you know I'd go as far in saying when when the second team got promoted into the the second eleven Premier Division that that division was probably far stronger than that the first team Division Three yeah. even pushing up to as strong as the first division uh, first first team Division Two uh, yeah. if you know what I mean for for. For the quality of players and stuff like that, yeah, you know, that's true, you yeah, come across yeah. young players that are playing for Essex every week, you know, under 15, 16s for Essex in them divisions. So, so actually, at, at that level, um, it it wasn't sort of beyond us really at that time. Although they're probably a bit better than me facing me as a seamer, to be honest. <laughs> okay, so who's your just finishing middle order? Who's who's coming in seven? Uh, number seven, Steve Johnson. Now, again, uh, my team is packed with all-rounders. Really, I think you know, up to the up to the number seven, we all we could all bat and bowl. Really, um, John is excellent clubman, brilliant fielder. You know, he he saves you runs after runs after runs in the field. Also, when the ball's swinging, there, there's no one better than Jonas. You know, he he will absolutely hoop the ball around corners. Sometimes too too far. You know. And as a as a sort of late to middle order batsman, again, you know my my sort of five, six, seven, even coming on to my number eight, you could literally throw them up, and wherever they land, that's where we could bat. You know, the, we've got that flexibility. So, Jonas, I've seen him open the bat in. I've seen him bat down the order. Always solid. Always give it a good go. And you know, again, another great, great club man, really. Yeah. So low arm and swung it a lot. Yeah, yeah, and he, and he knew what he was doing as well. So it wasn't just a sort of a fluke. He knew, you know, he polished the ball up. And we've had, I've had a, a couple of games. We had a few games in a row for the second team, where he um, 
I think he bowled. I think he bowled twenty six overs in one game. When you're allowed to do that, because we we were just one of them weeks when you're short and John has had to do the job. And it was saying, you know, if anyone knows John as well, if you give him a little challenge, he sort of relishes in it, and he he'll go. You know, he likes a little, you know, a little challenge and give it a good crack. And and even the week after, he was like, I'm ready for my twenty six now. And it, it it become like a sort of ongoing joke. And I think another time he bowled like twenty three overs for me, and it was. It was sort of like teams, you know, a few years ago before there were sort of restrictions, would sometimes have bowlers that did, who did that. Yeah, and just, one just, yeah, bowl all day from one, one end. And it was, they just settled in for the day. Um, and, you know, he'd, he'd done a good job for me there, like, yeah, then few weeks. That's it. So, so people like Ben and Steve, were you're sort of just a bit older than you. Yeah. Who's grown up. So, so when, you, when you were growing up, who were your cricketing heroes? More from a, a proper cricket, international cricket. Who were the guys you really wanted to be? Um, Marcus Treskovic for me. Um, I remember, I think it was his debut, was it West Indies? Yeah, 2000. And he, um, so yeah, I would have been 13, say. And I just remember watching a test match and he was, it's from uh, his club in sort of Bristol, wherever, you know, Somerset, where he's from. And I, I just remember um, him saying, for however long Treskovic's batting for, there was going to be some sort of promotion on the bar and stuff like that. And I just remember him batting for hours and hours and hours and just sort of imagining to myself what our cricket club would be like if if that was one of our mates oh. out there playing for England and, and the sort of pride that you'd sort of feel, feel sort of, you know, with one of your own players batting for England and everyone would be watching it on telly and the... You know the bar be sort of flowing, and and you know the, the great atmosphere around the club, and and you know for obviously his batting style, I just I just love the way he sort of just stand and deliver, and sort of just crash the ball through the offside, and and he play the sort of one day games, and again, you know from what what I said about Ian Hayes, I just love the way like he would go over the top of cover early on, He'd, you know he just throw the bat at it and. And, but be good at it as well, you know, not just going out as a pinch hitter, being a genuine batsman. You know, at that, them times he was, he was facing Brett Lee, he was facing Shah Akhtar. So, you know, these were these were no mugs that he was he was batting against. He was a class, class, all-time great sort of thing. Yeah, and um, He's the one bloke, I think, from that era who, if England could get him into their team now, he would be yeah. a white ball cricketer. In the IPL, it'd be yeah. a gun. I don't think people realise just how good he was. Yeah, and I also remember doing doing a sort of um, sort of one on one with the club years ago. And when I when I was, um, I think we'd done it for the for the Southend website. And I remember saying Treskov is my favourite player. And, I, and at that time, it's when he sort of had his his sort of breakdown and mental illness. And and I remember sort of quoting like, you know, how how can how can travelling around the world playing cricket be stressful? And and obviously that was before any of this sort of mental health sort of really anyone sort of knew about it. And obviously since then I've I've sort of read his books and stuff like that. And and to be fair, like for the for the stuff he's gone through and and you know what he's had to put up with and and deal with in his life. And you know it's not as easy as just going out and playing cricket in Australia. You know it's long hard tours and and stuff like that which we we all think would be a novelty but when when you're sort of thrown into that um you sort of got to respect them and and i think a lot of cricketers in their books all say similar things really that 
how how hard it is to tour Sri Lanka, Australia, New Zealand, India, Pakistan at them times, and and sort of not find it stressful at all. So fair play to him for having such a long sort of county career because of it, because he's had to sort of battle through a lot and and to churn out them runs every single year that he did for Somerset. You know, you know he's he's still up there as one of my heroes. I was looking today, doing a bit of research, and he actually has a higher strike rate in white ball cricket, T20, than any of Bairstow, Roy, yeah. Hales, Morgan, or Stokes. I think that just shows yeah. how good he is, or yeah. was. And people, I don't think people realise just now just what, yeah. what England missed out on there, I think. Yeah, and, and, sort of, and sort of when he was playing, they say, oh, he's got no technique, he just, he, he, he don't move his feet, and he throws his hands at the ball. Well, look, there's your proof, isn't there? You know, and and that's what I loved. It was it was simple, but he should just belt the ball through there, and and um, you know, again, he 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 is up there, one of the greats, definitely. It's just a shame he didn't play more for England, but you know, that's that's how how his career went, and that was it. You know, possibly now they might just say, look, if we haven't got an opener, you just play home games. It's all about playing people in India because they're specialists. Yeah. Well, perhaps now they just say you just play home games if that suits you. Yeah. Because it's worth it for the runs. But oh yeah, if you if you'd take that all day, you'd take that all day. Great slip catch as well. Yeah, and, and again he, he put on the gloves when he needed to as well. So and and I think he bowled a little bit as well. Yeah, a little bit of medium. Okay, back to your team. Uh, number eight. So number eight, I've gone for Chris Mayer. Now. Chris May obviously wasn't part of the original um, South End team. He come during the merger. I think I believe he was he was captain when he was at um, Echo. And yeah, and for me, you know, he's he's again batting wise, he's probably too far down the order. Um, he was a solid bat, great technique. You know, paced himself. wasn't a guy who would sort of go and tee off and score you quick runs, but he was he was a proper batsman, and. Um, as a bowler, I've sort of mainly got him in my side because when when we sort of went through the the good spell, um, I think we got back to back promotions to get promoted into into the second eleven um, Premier Division. Chris would sort of always bowl the sort of last ten fifteen overs from an end, and obviously we we would um, we'd actually bowl a lot of sides out, and Chris was a, a, a key part of that because. He just had a knack. He, he had a very, very strange action, almost like he was throwing it. But he had slower balls. He had quicker balls. Again, a bit like Ben Woffen, he got in the batsman head. He'd throw the ball at him. He'd get angry. He'd, get, he'd have a tantrum. But all these little things ultimately won us games. And we, we, had, we had a long run of games where it was almost like it's too early to bowl. too early, too early. And then... Bang! He come on a bowl ten overs and 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 mop up tails and he, he was very good at sort of keeping people in the game because he, he went for a few runs because he scored a lot of uh, so he's you know he's trying a lot of different balls sort of thing so he might go for a few fours but ultimately that would keep sides in the game which which led to us you know bowling them out because you know if you if you put a high total on the board you still need to you know you still needed to bowl a side out. Um, bowling second, so teams were shut up shop early on, and so it was quite key on 
keeping teams in the game to then get us a result. And and Chris was brilliant at that. And he would he would pick up wickets at brilliant time, especially at the tail, because he'd, he'd bowl the sort of slower balls, he'd bowl the Yorkers, and, and players just couldn't, you know, the, the tail couldn't keep him out, where if we were bowling a spinner or, you know, someone too quick, it, it can just, you can just get in the way of it. So he was sort of, he had the knack and prize sort of the opposition. Bit of a golden sort of arm. Sorry? Bit of a golden arm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it almost become just a routine and that's what we do and we had great success with it. So, you know, he, he gets in my side of that. Obviously, I've got, I've got quite a lot of seam in my, uh, in my attack now. Fair enough. So who do you, who do you go to to nine? To nine, I've got my keeper. So <laughs> for me, you know, he, he was, he was one of my best mates and sort of still is, is Andrew Calloway. Now, he, for a long time, he was in the first team just just as a specialist fielder. Um, he, you know, he liked being up there with Johnners and Wolf and stuff like that. And and it wasn't until we come back to the second team properly that he sort of took up wicket keeping again properly. And to be honest, he's one of the one of the best keepers I've seen standing up. His you know his glove work was great, and his batting was was good as well. You know, you could you could stick him in down the order and he'd be he'd be alright or you, you know you get him right up there and he and he'd still be fine. So probably batting nine is is a bit harsh on him, but with all Someone's these all rounders in the side it's it's hard to balance the side and and uh, you know I used to I remember I used to always take him to the away game. So I used to have uh, my old escort convertible and one of our sort of little things was we used to listen to Whitney Houston and um it was back in the day where you used to get 18 points for a win. So the, the volume had to be on 18, so, <laughs> which was fairly loud, to be honest. So we'd pull up at a traffic light with Whitney Houston in, a, in an Escort convertible with the roof down with, uh, on 18. It, we, we had a fair few looks and you know, we'd sort of like have to just put our sort of head down and just slide into our seat a little bit and then, then we'd pull away. But again, that was sort of... Uh, that was our ritual. We'd, we'd have breakfast in the morning, then travel to the away game, and it was, you know, me and Cows would do that. And, and to be honest, a night out weren't a night out without Cows either. Nah, it was, good lad. He, I think everyone agree. You know, he made he made the club great at that point. He was he was you know the life and soul of the party. You know, yeah, it, that was Cows. Nah, great lad. Should have didn't really back himself. I always thought was a keeper. Really good. Could have batted higher, but was always too, too down on himself, which is a shame. Yeah, and also that was another time where I think you played Scott um, when we were at Woodford Green away, and and Callaway got <laughs> I think so I know drunk, what you're going here. So drunk the night before that he he kept he kept wicket. Was it first ball? Someone someone nicked yeah. it. Yeah, I, I, mean, I was the one who was out with him that night. He stayed at mine. Yeah, oh, really? as you say. Connor bowled, first ball, shelled it, and then wandered off the fine leg. Yeah, and I had to take over the keeping duties. <laughs> yeah, fortunately we won that quite easily that day, but yeah, he wasn't well. Wasn't well. No. Okay, so 10? 10, the one and only John Horn. Angry John. Um, obviously, I need an I need an out-and-out out spinner, you know. I, I need someone to come on a bowl spin before I, I do, and sort of Ian, so... Um, Bells, again, been in the club years and years and years. I remember when I was when I was growing up, um, watching my dad. Bells was obviously a few years older than me, so he was sort of 
far better than me. I remember playing on the on the outfield in bowling at me, and I just thought this guy's too good for me. And and it, it wasn't long after that he was playing in the sort of second, uh, the third and fourth teams. And obviously since then he's been been at the club ever since, bowling spin, taking wickets every single season without fail. Really, he's, he's played first team for many a year and just just an all round clubman. Really, keeps on going, keeps churning yeah. out the deliveries. Yeah, absolutely. And and to be honest, I've seen him I've seen him score a hundred before. So yeah. another person at at, at ten can absolutely hold a bat. You know, you, you'd have no problem. No, putting him down the order and and giving it a go, but um, but you know this team is good fielder. Yeah, good and, catcher. Uh, you know, you'd, you'd have him in your side. Yeah, no, not without a doubt. Okay, so your last man eleven. So last man, uh, Gavin Lee. So he'd be a bit gutted actually about about being eleven because again he could he could bat, but he was another one from my from my childhood really. Um, I just thought. Gavley was sharp, you know. I remember we played an interclub game and I, I would have been maybe 13 and I just thought, I hope I don't face Gavley today. And funny enough, that, that day I faced Gavley and, and he had a sort of angle, that sort of angle into your pad. So as a kid, I didn't really want to get hit. You know, I, I was sort of like, you know, a bit scared of the ball and, and, and Gav was a good bowler. Um, he... I remember he bowled me a Yorker and he hit my toe. I was only wearing trainers, so I had a, I had a black toenail and my toenail fell off and all sorts, of, you know. And it's just one, again, one of the things that stuck in my head, um, for, you know, for a long time, I thought Gav's a, a real good player. And, and I remember sort of coming through the sort of the third team and Gav was captain. And I remember, you know, playing under him, a great guy, coaching the, coaching the youth team. And, and he's doing a cracking you know, job of that now. Again, just 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 these things just stick in your head, don't they? You know, yeah. growing up, you just similar to you know what I've said before that that you know they might not necessarily when you're at your peak they won't be at their peak. So you sort of you never really have that sort of comparison to where they were. But at that time in my life, you know, I believe that Gav was a great bowler, and he you know if sort of play cricket was on there, you know, when at that time. And I'm sure he'll have great stats because I think he was always taking wickets Saturday and Sunday. I think he was Sunday captain for a long time. So, you know, again, another good good guy around the clubhouse. Uh, that's right. Well, so that's your 1-11, to 11, which is, as you say, a very good 11. He obviously, some tough decisions, some players to leave out. Just some of the names I've thought of you left out. No Spear, James Homewood, the Porters. Yeah, Spearsy, to be honest... Again, from an experienced captain, great bat, scored loads of runs. Just didn't fancy having him in the ear to have a bowl. You know, he, he bowled that flighty legs. Well, he called it leg spin, I think. But, you know, I just I just didn't, you know, probably didn't play enough cricket with him, to be honest, because no, I was in the second team. He was that bit older than me. He was always first team captain. And, you know, probably didn't play enough. Homewood probably would be in there. I thought I'd probably picked a too many of my mates sort of thing. But again, came back um, when he's come back from uni and, and scored loads and loads of runs. Um, do I carry on with your, with your list? Oh, that, I know, it's, it's too many to leave out. It's so hard to pick yeah. your 11. It's, it's... It, yeah, it, well, you know, when you said to me, pick an 11, I, I thought, gee, and 
and then I'll, I'll sort of add Luke through sort of play cricket and people I've played with and you know there's, there's players there that we we've played for over a couple of seasons. You know, I, yeah. I'm picking people that we've played with for quite a few years, but we've had people like uh, Nabil Ahmed who yeah. played for a few years and and was absolutely solid, scored scored fifties most weeks, and these sort of players go under the radar really. Um, obviously, the the guys that have sort of joined recently, Joe Robbins would get in anyone's eleven. I didn't really play with him enough to sort of think, but again, you know, we we could have a real class. 11 really you know I didn't didn't add any overseas players but again we've had people like Scott Rogie you know who are unbelievable cricketers I thought you know be a bit harsh to leave some of the some of the lads out for overseas no. so Actually, it is a tough your... choice and, and and I think I'll, I'll be interested to see and hear some names that other people sort of pull out of the hat really and have reasons behind it because there are some strange reasons behind things and it you know, it's not just cricket and ability that get you in these 11s, to be honest. No, that's right. That's a great team. And it's it's your team. That's the end of the day. Yeah. It's your team. And I'll be happy to go to that team any day of the week, to be honest. Yeah. I think, I think not losing club, many games, that team. Yeah, I mean, if the, club, um, the club's first team had that as a first team for next season, I think you'd be well happy, wouldn't you? That's it. You've got runs, you've got seam, you've got swing bowlers, you've got left arm spin, right arm spin. Bit of medium, a good gloveman. Yeah. I don't think you can ask for much more than that. You've got all bases covered. Much good fielders, all yeah, you know, the whole team can field. So yeah, I'll be I'm absolutely happy with that team. Well, TK, thank you very much for your time. No problem. Good luck for Everton at the weekend. Where is it this weekend? Fulham away. Fulham away, yeah. I'll be down in London. Kev Grant's a Fulham fan. Yeah, well, at least you picked him in your team before you beat them. <laughs> so you get in the team, but you can't have the win, Kev. That's yeah, right. Well, thanks very much for your time, mate. Cheers. We shall speak Cheers, soon. Mate. Take care, Tom. Cheers. Yeah. Bye.